0: You can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me, and together we can rule the greatest movie of all time as father and son. Today on the show, The Empire Strikes Back.
1: It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Come on
0: and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest movie of all time podcast. The show in which I, your co host, The Millennium Man, Rick Barrasso,
1: and I, uh, your co host, The Big, The Big,
0: Chuboski. Mm.
1: Yeah, we'll go with the big Chewboski, even though I have some problems with Chewbacca in this movie. You
0: have some problems with Chewbacca? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, Well, we're going to watch every single movie ever made. We're going to help figure out which is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today,
1: Eric? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing
0: fantastic. Doing tremendous. I'm doing wonderful. And I'll tell you why. Because today, we are continuing sequel month with The Empire Strikes Back. But before we get to that, let's take care of some business first. Last week, we had Gia back on the show, and we discussed Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We got the secretiveness out of the chamber, uh, and it was a very fun episode. Check that one out or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe, review if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it, or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We are at Great MovieCast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rick on Instagram. You can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And as our old friend, our old gambling buddy, who definitely won't betray us, Bruce Wayne would say. Tell your friends about us. But now, I am your father. The Empire Strikes Back is a 1980 sci-fi adventure film directed by Irvin Kirshner. It stars Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, and James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. It made $549 million on a $30.5 million budget. This 1980 money, folks. It has an 8.7 on IMDb, a 94% in Rotten Tomatoes, and 82% on Metacritic. Ebert, Derek's uh, (laughs) uh, hated rival critic. Uh, uh, He's just a bastard. What's that?
1: He's just a bastard.
0: All right, well, he says four out of four. It's a visual extravaganza from beginning to end. One of the most visionary an inventive of all films. Susan Stark of the Detroit News says, in the glory days of science fiction, critics wrote about the sense of wonder. That's what Empire Strikes Back creates in us. And for a negative one, Joy Gould Boyum the Wall Street Journal says, a Star Wars that has not only lost much of its humor and charm, but more important, a good deal of its innocence, traveling in the process light years away from the shiny first magnitude of its original world, which I feel like is a feature, not a bug. But you know what? I don't write for the Wall Street Journal, uh, Derek. When did you first see Empire Strikes Back?
1: Uh, I would say it was probably like about 15 years ago. I was definitely probably like 1920. Something like that. Um, It took me a long time to see the Star Wars movies. Um, I know I'd said that probably in the previous Star Wars episode, but I didn't watch them with my father, per se. I watched our Harrison Ford movies for Indiana Jones, so I hadn't really seen the original Star Wars movies. May have seen scenes here and there, but wasn't super into it when I was a kid. And then uh, Phantom Menace came out, and me and my cousins, my uncle went to go see it, and I thought the lightsaber fight at the end was really cool. So I started to get into it. Then I was like, I got to go watch the originals. And I watched the originals and they just didn't hit as well as they probably should have. Um, So that's what happened with me. But I ended up watching. um, And again, I think that it took me a while to watch the originals because I think Phantom Menace was what, 2001 or 2009? You you mean the prequels? No, no, no. When I saw Phantom Menace, it was in 99. Sure. Um, And then probably like six years after that, I watched the originals. Okay. And they didn't hit as hard as they they should have probably, but yeah. So that's kind of my story. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean, I saw this. I can't. I mean, I, I was young. i uh, was very impressionable. This uh, this one certainly hit me in a way that it hit a lot of people, and really kind of uh, expanded my understanding of what a sequel could be and what you know these uh, these characters could be. So let's uh, let's talk about what happens. Uh, In this one here, Um, Derek, do you have a song for us? You're just putting some time on the clock.
1: I'm just going to put some time on the clock for you. I've actually been doing the timer myself.
0: Okay. Count me Um, down.
1: Three, two, one, blast off.
0: After the Empire invades the rebel base on Hoth, our heroes are split up. Luke to Dagobah to train under Jedi Master Yoda and the rest across the galaxy pursued by Darth Vader and the Empire. Vader employs Boba Fett, a bounty hunter, to help trap Han Solo and Princess Leia. Han is betrayed by old friend Lando Calrissian, ending with the freezing of the smuggler in Carbonite. Luke is tempted to leave his training early to save his friends, but is confronted by Vader, who reveals that he is Luke's father, Anakin. Lando, regretting his previous betrayal, frees Leia and the others as they save Luke. Our heroes then look to the future having to deal with the events that they've just experienced.
1: Dirty. All right. Right on the money. Excellent.
0: So as we do each week, let's talk about our top 3 favorite scenes in this movie. Derek, what is your number 3 favorite scene in The Empire Strikes Back?
1: Um I like the scene specifically where Luke is training and he's in like this cave and he like fights Vader, but they, obviously it's like a, you know, Vader's not really there and he like decapitates him and it ends up just being like Luke's face. I thought that was a really cool, like, moment in the movie where it was like, "Oh shit!" Like, it's like he's in a lot of ways he's going to be fighting Vader, but in a lot of ways he's still fighting himself as to find who he really is, and then it also ties into the fact that later on it foreshadows the fact that it's actually his dad. So it, it's a lot of pieces in one scene that are really kind of cool, intricate, um, and I, I just find that um, the inner tur- turmoil of our main protagonist is very important. Because by the second movie, he's still not really a Jedi yet. You know, we don't really get Jedi so much until the third one. But he's right there. He's training. And it's a confusing time for him. He's... He actually... I got to admit, like, I feel like Luke in general as a character, he takes things very well. He's not somebody who, like... Like, you know, he feels like this, like, Yoda who who he doesn't know is Yoda yet is, like, wasting his time. He's like, oh, come on. Like, look... We got to get out of here. Don't do that. Don't ruin my plane. He's very subtle and like not angry about things. So I feel like he's just kind of like, he's very laid back, you know, and and maybe that's just the way he portrays Luke as like that, like very nice guy, which again, that's that's good. That's a good guy, right? Nice guy. But he doesn't really have a whole big edge to him. I feel like, Um, and that's not a bad thing either. So, but anyway, that's my third favorite scene.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Luke at this point very much is like, um, he all he has is this fight, right? So he's going to do anything he can to try to, um, you know, try to to gain an advantage against Vader and the Empire, except for his weak spot, which is you know, his friends Han and Leia and, and Chewie and three PO and R two. Uh, they're like that's and that's what Vader eventually you know sort of seizes upon. Uh, so my number three scene is. Um pretty much anything with Yoda, this is like instantly becomes one of the most iconic characters in cinema. Fucks with him for a little bit to like get him off uh, you know, Fucks with Luke a little bit to get him off his balance and, and sort of test him. and then you see like for a puppet you and you know, Frank Oz does such a great job with the, with this performance, um, you see the change in Yoda going from this little like troll guy to like the Jedi master, like the wisest creature in the galaxy and just the training, everything, you know, you mentioned with the the scene with going into the, um, you know, sort of that, that tree area, um, the, like the wisdom of just like, you know, luminous beings are we not this uh, organic matter, not this crude matter. Um, yeah, Yoda. I mean, you can't. Can't. Well, let me, yeah.
1: yeah. Let me ask you a question because I was going to say this is miscellaneous, but I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I don't know all the intricacies that everybody else does. But yeah. I was really confused by this. So Obi- Obi-Wan kept saying that Yoda was his master, but I thought Qui-Gon Jinn is the one who yeah. did it. So Yoda trains. They, yeah, basically that's a mistake.
0: And this is like, again, you know, we talked about, we talked about George, so George Lucas and JK Rowling kind of have the same instinct to be like, oh, let me go back and sort of tinker with things. Yoda trained all the, the Jedi, like when they were children, like they, they get like Jedi 101 class with Yoda. And then they each get assigned a master. The last, I believe, the last Padwan, the last trainee that Yoda had was Count Dooku, who's played by Christopher Lee uh, in the yeah. in the prequels. Christopher, uh, Count Dooku's Padwan was Qui Gon, Qui Gon to Obi Wan, Obi Wan to Anakin, uh, and and Luke, I guess. Um, but yeah, that that was just like a George Lucas had not created the character of Qui-Gon Jinn at that point. Right, right. Um, so what is your, uh, what's your number two scene?
1: My number two was actually kind of more of a broad scene, but it's everything in Lando's home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that shot. Everything about it, like, up in the sky and like the clouds and stuff. And um, it's just, it was stunning. It's very stunning like sequence and a really cool place for them to go to. Um, and I guess I, I noticed specifically during these scenes in Lando's home that like the music sounded a lot like Harry Potter sometimes, and I thought that was really cool. And I guess even earlier with the with the Yoda and Luke scene, I absolutely heard the Grail theme from Crusade. And I'm realizing as I'm saying this that we're basically doing we basically did three John Williams scores in a row, right? <laughs> um, which is amazing. But I, 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 when I, we when were at Lando's home and I heard that like, theme, I was like, oh, man, like that's so Williams and stuff. But specifically in that scene, I, I was shocked when Vader was just like, all of a sudden, he's just there. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck's going on right now? Right. And then, of course, Lando, quote, unquote, betrays him. But not really because he doesn't really have a choice. What the fuck's he going to do? Fight him. He's going to lose. Yeah. Um, so I don't blame Lando. I think that he made the right choice personally because he got to save of his own ass, too. Uh, but I like the whole sequence, so that's my number two.
0: Yeah, and, and Lando's betrayal is like very much predicated on we're gonna just take Han Solo to Jabba the Hut alive, right? And that's it. And then inv- Vader's like, actually, Leia and everyone else, stay with you. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, oh, you wanna, you want you want to uh, make something of it. It's like, no, I guess not. I mean, it's fine. Like it's a fun place for her to be. It's like relatively safe. Actually, they we're freezing Han solo and they're coming with us. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lando. Um, so my uh my number two scene is the more specifically on uh on Bespin in Cloud City, where uh, Han is frozen in carbonite. And it is legitimately shocking to see as, like, a child, be like, one of your heroes is frozen. And that, mm-hmm. like, is, does not recover by the end of the movie. And just the, like...
1: Big cliffhanger.
0: The, yeah. And, like, this is this kind of a stand-in for, like, the banter between Han and Leia throughout the movie? But, you know, just, you know, I love you, I know. You're mm-hmm. like, what? What the fuck? Uh, yeah, like,
1: honestly, yeah, I, I was going to cut in just because I had that tied as my first, but I'm just, I might as well just keep it as my silver. Yeah, yeah that line is the, the most tremendous line in the movie. It just, you, you don't even see it coming how cool it is. You're like, that was cooler than I thought cool could be. Yeah,
0: there, there's nobody cooler than fucking Harrison Ford in 1980 as Han
1: Solo. Does she, then, no, no, Refresh. does she give it back to him in Jedi like that?
0: Yes. He she does. He, okay. She, okay. so he's, um, she like slips him a gun to escape. Like they're they're going to be executed, and she like has a or, oh no it's, uh, no it's on uh, it's on um Endor They're yeah the the stormtroopers have to kill them. Leia reveals that she has a gun, and he goes oh I love you, and she goes I know, and they, they start blasting. Ah, uh,
1: gotcha, gotcha, yeah.
0: okay. Um, yeah, but that's like the the roller coaster of emotion. In that yeah. scene is just wild. Uh, like you're like, oh, that's so cool, but he's dead, maybe. Um, but like, it's yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, so, what's your number one scene?
1: My number one is, is the is the final encounter between Luke and Vader, and I think that I liked the fact that it wasn't just your straight up like up. Oh, there's just these two guys fighting there's a lot that kind of goes behind it. And I think Luke is still very confused as to like what he's actually doing and, and, and what his purpose is and stuff. And of course the big misconceived line of all time is Luke, I am your father. That's not how he says it at all. Um, and it was to say, no, I am your father. Yeah, No, I'm your father. And like, you know, it, it's, it's the fight is, is, is interesting. It's, it's kind of slow moving, but it's, it's, it's strategic. And it's good. And then, of course, Luke gets his hand cut off and it's like really shocking. And it happens really fast. Right. Um, then he fucking jumps after Darth Vader's like join us. And stuff. he jumps and you're like, what the hell? And then he falls on this little slide. And I'm like, what? How did he survive that? But he does. and um, But it's definitely. Force. Yeah, d- definitely. And it's, it's, it's one of the most famous like cinematic sequences and, and, and line and everything ever. So it's got to be up there, you know. So that's my number one.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's number one as well. It's it's gotta be like, I wish I could put myself in 1980 in a theater. Imagine like opening weekend, you're sitting there and that is just, just thrown at you. Like what? how, I can't imagine what the reaction in the theater would have been like like people would have been screaming. I can't like, there's a, there's a video, the oldest video in a theater that I've seen, I think is like, it's Halloween in 1978. I, I and and it's people like reacting to Michael Myers sort of sitting up and like at the very end of the movie is still alive. People like losing their minds. And I, I can't admit, like to be in the theater for a moment like that and not have the cynicism of, 40 years of genre storytelling where it's going to be like, Oh, they'll be back, you know, or they'll, they'll figure this out. Like, whatever, like, man, it's, 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 it's wild. Um, Another like honorable mention, I feel like is, and it's just like a little moment where Vader, anytime someone fails Vader in this movie, he instantly kills them. Like admirals, generals, you know, chokes, force jokes about immediately. And then at the very end of the movie when he's just so, like emotionally broken by his encounter with Luke. He just walks right by the, 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 the admirable, the admirable, the, the admiral, excuse me, the admiral who lost Luke just walks right by him and she's like, ugh, doesn't even bother killing him. Right. And it's, you see this and obviously like Luke wears it on his sleeve, how much this mm-hmm. is affecting him. But you see it affects Vader who is, Literally, an emotion other than rage is just an emotionless, like monster throughout these two movies. Yeah, and you finally see something get to him, right? Um, so those are our favorite scenes. Let's talk about our least favorite part uh, of the movie. Uh, what is your least favorite part of Empire Strikes Back?
1: Um, I have a few things, um, and like I said before, and again, not to make anyone angry that I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but there are some things that bother me about the series in general. And I think this movie, but I think it's also a personal thing. Like, I think that for a lot of people, this, you look back at these movies and you're like, Oh, this is my childhood. Star Wars was my childhood. And that's for me, I think where George Lucas shines in, he shines in making that a childhood thing. Um, And I think for me, it's it's just the fact that a lot of it's just not gritty enough for me kind of makes it a little bit more childish. And so there are a couple of things in the movie that kind of bother me. Like C-3PO, honestly, like I could literally do without that character. Like I can't even express to you how annoying he is to me. Like he's not funny. His lines aren't funny to me at all. They're they're overly cheesy. But again, I guess that's what Lucas is going for. And I'm not taking that away from him, but just not my cup of tea. Um, and I got to admit the last half of the movie, man, I know Chewbacca's is upset. But, man, he doesn't shut the fuck up every three seconds. I'm talking even Gia on the couch because I was watching it on my phone during work because I had to squeeze the movie in because I have no fucking time nowadays. But she was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I know. He won't shut the fuck up this this half of the movie. Like, we both noticed, like, nonstop. And, again, you really can't not do that because he's an emotional character. He's mad that his friend is frozen, all this stuff. But every, like, it felt like every minute he was making that noise. It was, like, so overbearing. Um, and annoying to me, but again, these are little things. Um, but those are my two worst, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd have the opposite reaction if Chewie wasn't freaking out over over Han being frozen. I'd be like, "Why is Chewie so like despondent? Like, why is he not reacting?"
1: Well, um, and that's fine. I just think the the noise itself is fine every once in a while. But when it's constant, I was like, "All right, you know." Well, I would hope
0: you'd have that reaction if I was frozen carbonite. You'd be freaking out.
1: I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) Dirk, what's wrong with you? Um, Another thing that, you know, I guess was a little bit bothersome to me was the fact that, like, Frank Oz doesn't really... Now, Frank Oz is the voice of Yoda, right? Yeah. He doesn't really change his voice very often throughout the decades. He's kind of the same voice for every character. Um, because all I could hear the entire movie when Yoda was talking was Miss Piggy. <laughs> and it was a, it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit, not going to lie. Um, but I'm assuming that, you know, of course this movie came out before the fucking Muppets did, so... Um, it was, like, right around the same time. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it was very noticeable to me that, like, a, it just sounded like Miss Piggy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never had that problem. Um, right. I, my, my problem with honestly with my 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 least short part, and it's not even necessarily the movie as much as the series itself, is uh is regards to Yoda and how he speaks, like when you first meet him, he's like really ramping up like the the you know backwards. Yeah, like the craziness and like the backwards um like uh speech pattern and like whatever. And it's still there to an extent after that, but he becomes a lot more serious as a character right and he doesn't do it as much in this movie Mm -hmm. and he kind of does it a little bit in the in return of the jedi as well by the time of the prequels it's like every sentence is like a fucking cartoon character right And it's just like it's just the it's inconsistent characterization and it's kind of a stand-in because there's some of that throughout the sequels as well in the prequels um in the original trilogy Uh, like inconsistent characterization and that's on lucas because he is kind of winging it a little bit. Um, but you know what? It's, at the, it's Yoda. I can't complain too much. Uh, so let's go to medals. Derek, who's your bronze medal winner?
1: I have a tie. I actually have John Williams and Irvin Kirshner, who, by <laughs> the way, never heard that guy's name in my entire life until this episode. Um, so I'd like to ask. Well, you. John Williams
0: is a very famous composer.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, being somebody who's a big Star Wars fan, I'd like to ask you, Irvin Kershner, why wasn't it Lucas? Who is this guy? Did he do anything after this?
0: <laughs> so, Lucas didn't want to direct, which is uh, a, a blessing in disguise because I don't think Lucas is the best director. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of gave up control to Kirshner, um, who he, he directed, I mean, he went on to direct, um, a bomb. He directed never say never again, um, directed Robocop two. he's directed, you know, a number of, of movies. Uh, you know, this wasn't like the only thing he did. This is by far the biggest thing he did. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, it'd be honestly probably the biggest thing that, you know, 99.9% of directors ever did, you know, if not more so, but, um, uh, I think it was Lucas was producing and he was writing and it was just, he just couldn't do it. And Kirshner was there like assisting with the script, I think. So they, they gave it to him. Um, He's yeah. I mean, he's,
1: he did a good job. That's yes. why he's in my bronze. Like I think he put a good movie together. I think that, you know, all the sequences seem to be to work really well. And then John Williams, of course, is is music on top of it. It, it, The two of them work together very well, and that's why they got my bronze. Yeah.
0: So my bronze goes to James Earl Jones, and man, it's a... He's obviously not physically doing the performance. He he might rank higher if he did, but just the, the voice performance of Vader in this, I mean, he's got maybe one of the most famous lines in the history of cinema in this movie. He's got uh, he's so menacing. You know when he when he speaks, like it, you can tell why all these career military men are terrified of Vader. Uh, but yeah, it's just just a, an iconic performance for for an amazing character. So James Earl Jones is my bronze. Who's your silver?
1: Uh, my silver went to Mark Hamill. Um, I I really like watching him on screen. Um, I think he plays a great protagonist. That he's I mentioned before, he's kind of innocent and doesn't really, like, get out of control. He's very consistent. Um, I like the way he delivers lines, and he's kind of goofy in a way. Like, I like the scenes when he, like, bangs his head and stuff, and all the little things like that make, make Luke kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say the word goofy, because clearly he's not, especially when it's in Jedi. He's, like, this badass Jedi. But, like, he's still a kid, you know, in okay. a lot of ways, and he's, he's still learning, and I like his journey. It, it, it's fun to watch. And I think Mark Hamill does an overly serviceable job. Um, very, very good job. So he's my, he's my, uh, he's my guy. And I, I will say that, uh, what's that, that uh, ad-libbed or over the, I forget what it's called. The, the, the Yoda and Luke do that song, um, that famous video that came out, um, you know, that, that famous, famous, like ad-libbed thing, like rockin'. Rocking and rolling, that whole thing. Uh, seagulls don't 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 pit, don't bite me now. Whatever. I don't know. That that video was like incredible. Whoever wrote that song with Luke it, doing the Luke and Yoda stuff, it, unbelievable. But every, when I was watching the movie, I, I kept thinking of that video, and I'm like, ah, that video like ruined the scene for me. But whatever, good stuff. I, I like all the 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 over ad lib stuff that they do with all the with Walking Dead and Star Wars. They're fucking hilarious.
0: So my silver goes to John Williams. The I mean, the Imperial March, which debuts in this movie. Just an incredible piece of music. Um, uh, you know, it's it's it has been at times, my ringtone. Um back when we we'd actually answer the phone. Um, yeah, I mean what can you say about John Williams that we haven't said already? Not only do we have three John Williams in a row this month, we just did Superman two week- three weeks ago as well. So yep. it's like you know, four out of five episodes have been John Williams. Um, the span of
1: his career is just yes.
0: incredible, and we didn't absolutely did not do that on purpose. He's just the the greatest composer in popular cinema. Like it's it's. Um, it, I mean, what? Yeah, like you said, like
1: we we pick movies we like, and John Williams happens to do the score. I mean, that just goes to show you,
0: right? You know right. how many how many
1: gems he's had.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, who do you have as your gold medal winner?
1: Got to go to Harrison Ford again. Um, he's, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's he's the he's the coolest. He's he's the he's the best. He he delivers the best lines. He's The coolest character, Um, you know, he's, I like in the first beginning of the movie, he's still very anxious to get the hell out of there, but you can, I feel like I can tell in a lot of ways that like, he's trying to play the bad boy, but he does have something for Leia and he kind of like, I almost feel like he likes when she stops him Right. deep, deep down, but he doesn't want to show He's like,
0: I'm going, you better stop (laughs) me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia, I'm leaving, bye Leia. I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to Falcon. So, um, but yeah, he he's he's the coolest man. He's just uh, and then like you said, like I'm 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 imagining like a 1980s sitting in a theater and watching like everybody's favorite character become frozen, and and it's a cliffhanger. It's like, how could you do this to us? We have to wait another three years to find out what happens to Han Solo. Right. That's a long fucking time. Yeah. That's a, that's the longest cliffhanger I think I've ever even heard of. I mean, unless you, you can come up, come up with one. Lord of the Rings, they give you a year for each one. But like when a character is frozen and you're like, what the fuck? That's intense for a lot of people. To wait three years for that is awful.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, my gold goes to, to Harrison Ford as well. Every line he has in this movie is amazing. Like the delivery, like how cool he is. Like, <laughs> I it's- thought they
1: smelled bad. On the outside, yeah. <laughs> and in the Family Guy spoof, Peter's Han, and he like waits like a solid thirty seconds yeah. before he finishes it. <laughs> uh,
0: but to like yeah, even like ah, here's an interesting idea, Lando. Yeah, like just the delivery on every line, even like small ones like that, right up yeah. to I know, and then you're left with the what is he like? Is he coming back? Is he is he dead? Like what is? what's going on here uh um, right it's it's again it's just one of those classic performances that it it just works on every level um so harrison ford both of our gold well-deserved i would say um what uh let's let's go to uh to recasting now To refresh our listeners' memories from our original Star Wars episode, Derek, you did not do much recasting in that episode. Uh,
1: I made up for it this time.
0: Okay, so you had uh, all you did was the voice of uh, Vader would be Christopher Lee, who is dead now. So, if you wanted to do another one,
1: I I have a new one.
0: Okay, so who? What characters? So I have Lando, I've got Yoda, and I've got Boba Fett. So all characters introduced in this one.
1: Okay, so, I have um, I have Luke, Han, Leia. I have the voice of Vader. I have Lando, and I have the voice of Yoda.
0: Okay, so um, just to to refresh my uh, my choices, I had for Vader, voice of Vader, Josh Brolin. I had Gary Oldman as Obi Wan Kenobi. I had Timothy Chalamet as Luke Skywalker. I had Saoirse Ronan as Princess Leia, and I had Michael B Jordan as Han Solo. So let's uh, let's knock out the characters in. In this one here, so let's okay. let's let's do the one we have in common. Let's go to the uh, the the bigger character. So I think Boba Fett was the only one I had that you didn't. Correct. So uh, Boba Fett, I had uh, Manu Bennett. I wanted okay. to uh, to keep it as a uh, a, a Kiwi actor. Um, this is uh, he's been primarily he's done TV, but he was in the Hobbit movies as the um, I forget the name of the character, like the main villainous orc. The okay, uh,
1: Az Azog or whatever. A- yeah,
0: Azog the defiler. Yes, Azog. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably his like most well known. But he's been in TV. He's been Spartacus. He was in Arrow. He's he's a he's a he's a great. Uh, he's just like a great action actor, and he has yes. he has a great like deep voice where it'd be like. Yeah, going after Han Solo would be very menacing. Right. Um. So, who do you have? So, I think let's go. Uh, let's go, Lando. Who do you? Who do you have?
1: So you You don't want me to do my main ones first. No, we're gonna let's have. do
0: the ones we have in common first this time. Because like, okay, it's All weird right. to go from like Han Solo to like well, the voice of Yoda.
1: Let's right, do, right. I got yeah. you. Oops,
0: sorry. So uh,
1: my Lando um is Lakeith Stanfield. I have him too. Same one. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was, just kind of. Yeah, he really is because he has the subtleness. Because I really like the performance of uh, is it Billy D Williams? Yeah, I love his performance. I love the way he delivers his lines. He's kind of calm and cool as well, like Han in a lot of ways. But I think the Keith Stanfield will have that coolness as well.
0: Yeah, uh, and and you know, it. I think the yeah you know, the fact, and I'm staying away from. Uh, you know people who have been cast in these movies as well except for for one uh, i mean donald glover as lando in solo is is excellent A great uh, great choice I, That's what I was gonna I just, ask
1: i was gonna ask you that because I, I, I remember say, I, I, yeah okay.
0: can i just say i googled lando Calrissian, and I, i'm just gonna read the three people that they say have played lando on google
1: okay uh,
0: billy d williams donald glover and Mort Goldman in *Family Guy*.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that they did that. Mort Goldman. That's amazing. Technically, he did play him. That's I, I get. Yes. Is that what were you ask <laughs> No, I was going to ask you because I remember I, I, Donald Glover. I remember seeing the cover of the old, the, uh, the prequel Han movie, and I remember seeing Donald Glover, and I was like, "Oh, he must be playing Lando, the young Lando." Yeah but I never looked it up. So, okay. That makes sense. It? Yeah. In so who do
0: you have for Yoda? Uh,
1: the voice of Yoda is Bill Hader. Hmm. Uh, m- mainly because I've heard him do the voice and he does it really well. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that's basically it. I heard him do it a couple times uh, in a couple movies and he did it in SNL. And I was like, he sounds just like, you know, that. So I think he, he'd be able to do it fine. And, I mean, that's if I was going for the exact same thing to be Bill sure. Hader. So,
0: um, so I, I did cheat a little bit on this. This this guy has been a character in uh, in Star Wars, but you know, I feel like he's 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 the perfect guy for it. Uh, and that's Andy Circus.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Andy Circus. Yeah. Although although his character didn't really do much of anything It just kind of was
0: thrown away in my opinion. So. What's, what about what he represented? But you, you know, we'll, we we we'll, conversation for a different episode. So, I'll let you take over from here, whatever you you want to do.
1: Let me me give you a C3PO that I just thought of. Okay. Jim Parsons.
0: Yep. Yeah, that works.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's move on from there. Um, So, Leia, she was definitely the hardest for me. Oh, you know what? Before I do Leia, let me do Luke because I actually agree with your original Luke, uh, Chalamet. Yep. Um, So, I kind of went with him. um, Have you seen a Chalamet
0: since we've had this? conversation
1: i've seen a lot of clips with him uh okay. from from movies i don't think i've seen a full movie with him yet but i did see there was one movie with him and there's a scene where he's like an Englishman and he's like in this tent with like the french king who's robert pattinson and it's a really cool scene and robert pattinson's a fucking asshole he's a french like general i, I, I don't even mark know it down
0: this the empire strikes back is the episode where you choose
1: Timothy <laughs> Timothy Shallow, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, okay, so Leia, she was the hard one for me. Um, I went with somebody who is in the MCU, mm-hmm. and I went with Elizabeth Olsen.
0: Yes, I can definitely see that.
1: Yeah, I think like she's kind of like she's got that toughness that I like that that you need Leia to have, and also right. she's very pretty, so she's got the best of both worlds. Um, let's see, uh, Vader. Uh, actually, funny enough, Gia mentioned him in our last episode. I went with the Charles Dance for the voice of Vader. Yes. Um, and Charles Dance has a very, very villainous voice. It's almost like if you can't get Christopher Lee, get Charles Dance. Sure. <laughs> um, very, very powerful voices. And the last one, you might throw a brick at me. I don't know. I mean, Han Solo. How do you cast Han we, Solo? We, like, we
0: talked about it. It's incredibly tough because right. no matter who you cast and they found this casting like the solo movie yeah. is like, right. nobody's going to be able to do what Han Solo, what Harrison Ford did in this movie. Yeah,
1: Right. And I don't <gasps> think you're going to like it. And I don't think anybody would like this. And I want you to keep an open mind though. Cause I think this act, this is an actor that I've wanted to use for a long time, but he's just hard to put into movies because he's primarily known for one thing okay. and one character specifically, but he's definitely more versatile than what we've seen. Um, so don't hate me. I like this though. And I kind of want to see, okay. it. um, Aaron Paul. Okay. Um, I think he has something about him that's super likable. Even when he plays Jesse, when he does stupid things, you're like, I can't help but love Jesse, even though he's an idiot. Um, if you, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I just, and I, and I was picturing him with the vest on more curly long hair and him being kind of like eyes wide and like making sarcastic. Anecdotes and stuff and then falling in love with leia like i think that he would be lovable in these movies as well so, obviously he's not harrison ford but
0: you know what's interesting um there uh, there's a group at least a few years ago that would do uh, in los angeles would do table reads of of famous scripts so they yep. would you know and be for charity and they would cast like famous actors to come in and play, uh, you know play different, uh, you know, famous characters, right? And they did one. This uh, Jason Reitman would uh, would 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 run these, and this, this was a few years ago. Um, okay. And Aaron Paul played Luke Skywalker uh, in those. Um, okay. Let me just, let me just run through.
1: I just don't think he's, he's innocent enough to play Luke for some reason. Let me just run through he's the gonna, cast that yeah. they
0: had. So yeah. this was in 2014. Um, so Aaron Paul was Luke's guy. This is the Empire Strikes Back. They did yep. uh, Aaron Paul as Luke Elliot page uh, before he transitioned as Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So I guess we wow. probably should have uh, probably should have seen that. Coming on some level. Um, wait, wait, before before he before this is two thousand fourteen. This is from.
1: So wait a minute. So it, it was when he was a female. She played this
0: when Han Solo? when he was before he transitioned. Yes, they they cast him as as Han Solo. Okay. Uh, uh, Jessica Alba as Princess Leia. J.K. Simmons as Darth Vader.
1: <laughs> I just picture him in uh, Whiplash. Like, not yeah. my time, Luke. Not my time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh not not my son. Um <laughs> not
1: my, son. No, not, 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 not not my son. son. Not my not my son, not my son. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Steven Merchant is three C three PO. Uh okay. Dennis Hayesbert is Lando. He'd be obviously too old for the uh Latin, you know, to for to be cast. And Kevin Pollack is Yoda. That would be interesting.
1: You like Kevin Pollack.
0: Yep. And they had I guess they had Rain Wilson playing Chewbacca and only doing Chewbacca noises.
1: Oh boy.
0: And as the emperor, they had a little known actor, Mark Hamill.
1: Oh, wow. Full yeah. circle. Yep. Yeah. Those bastards.
0: Yeah. They do that sometimes like star Wars cartoons, whenever they cast like an old Sith, like an ancient Sith. There's like ghost is coming up. It's like Mark Hamill's playing him. Um, so that's recasting. And, um, you know, not very many characters to recast for return of the Jedi when we do it, but, uh, You know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, Do you have anything uh, for miscellaneous for this?
1: I think I used all my miscellaneous as we were talking. Let me just make sure. Uh, Yeah, I already said all my miscellaneous. It was basically just about the, the, the scenes that reminded me of other Williams scores. Yeah. And then the famous misconception of the movie is the line that everybody thinks. Same thing with sounds of the lambs. You know, it, the line is right. over the years. You're like, oh, that's not really what they say at all. But yeah, um, I I feel like,
0: um, I mean, the, the other thing in this that we didn't talk about is this began like the the decades long quest of Harrison Ford trying to kill Han Solo. Like this yeah. just. He was like, "They should just kill me." They're like, this they should just, like just kill me," and then he was. He was like, "George was like, nah, you know, Han, I think we've uh, we've got we you know Harrison, I you know, I think uh, yeah, we just really need you for one more, just one more of these, Harrison, right? Like, I guess. All right, fine, fine.
1: Yeah, he didn't really like being in them, which is kind yeah. of shocking.
0: Yeah. Uh and oh, of course, um, we forgot to mention. Uh, of course, my co-winner for gold is Al Pacino.
1: Who played R two D two? Yes. <laughs> beep beep boop woo. Beep beep Richie, wrong movie Al. Hey, you shut that, the fuck up! It's me, Al Pacino. Hey, he was gonna play Han Solo in the original. That yeah, I I don't I don't know about that. Um, I would have loved him because I mean, young Pacino is a different Pacino. He's, that's he's true. Different, you know.
0: But eighty three, um, he he's the, just he doing the, the Scarface hit- voice.
1: You know, at that point, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're not layer, i I think I love you. She's like, you've changed a lot, Han.
0: Whistle beep boop bop.
1: She's like, Han does a lot of coke now.
0: <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, Marlon Brando as job of the hut.
1: <laughs> if we yeah, Marlon Brando has to do job of
0: the hut. <laughs> Hey, have you met that Ma- son of a bitch Robert De Niro? He's stole my fucking Oscar.
1: Bill like Marlon Brando's like, you know what? I don't have a hard time doing these lines of job. I'll just spew out some shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Thanks, Marlon.
0: You yep. don't even have to do makeup. Uh, That's <laughs> probably Marlon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh. So yeah, let's. Uh. What are we eating with this movie? eating with this movie I don't know what do what people what do people in Star Wars eat there's not a lot of food being eaten
0: not in this movie but I mean there's like yeah, they, they yeah I mean they, they, there's not a lot of eating but there's like some drinking there's some like a, like a blue milk in the original one they I mean, get this, I'll,
1: have a, I'll have a blue milk
0: blue milk's pretty good I gotta tell you that but at, the, at, the, at the Disney World yep in the uh, Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars land, they have there, pretty good, pretty good.
1: Right. They have green the milk, milk, which
0: I've not tried. Oh boy, And they do have. Oh, you know what? They, so they do. Have, they have all sorts of Star Wars themed food. Now, now I'm thinking about it. They have like a, they have like a like a sausage dish. They have like a giant like chicken tender. They're all like
1: themed to like they have like space names. Yep, it's good. It's good stuff. I remember. I don't think it was Disney World. It was somewhere else. It was some sort of place, but they had a lot. Of, they had a Star Trek sort of thing, and it was like you can eat Star Trek food and drink. So it was a really cool concept. Isn't Star Trek food and drink just like
0: regular food and drink? Well, I don't know. I mean, there was like. I mean, the alien I mean, races gonna drink- are going to the alien races are gonna have different food, but like.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You know, like, I mean, Jean-Luc Picard is just like tea. Oh, great tea. yeah, Yeah. Tea or great hot.
1: And this I remember episode, at, the rest, at the Star Trek episode, I just ordered ribs. Looked, ribs was on the menu, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's a Star Trek.
0: <laughs> yes. Vulcan ribs. Like, what? What are you talking about? Right. Um, all right, so let's go to the Oscars. The year is 1981 for movies released in 1980. Uh, Best Picture is won by Ordinary People which is an interesting choice because let's go through the other nominees. Um, other nominees are the are coal miner's daughter, the elephant man, Tess and Raging Bull. Mm. So I mean I think empires in there. I think I think Tess is out.
1: All right, yeah, I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, Polanski, get out of there. Uh, best director uh, is won by Robert Redford for Ordinary People. Other I nominees: David Lynch for The Elephant Man, Martin Scorsese for Raging Bull, Richard Rush for The Stunt Man, and Roman Polanski for Tess.
1: I think uh, Scorsese wins this year, personally, but yeah, okay. I, I think so too.
0: Like, yeah, there's there's a lot going for for Empire, but you know, direction. Like, how do you, how do you argue with Raging Bull? Right. Um, best actor. I can't believe it. Marlon, get out of
1: here. The Marlon, son of, can that you son of a give bitch. him a chance? Give him a chance. That
0: son of a bitch, Robert De Niro. Bitch, that son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. What's it, Marlon? You Marlon, have to get, leave, get, get out of here, Brando. Get out of here. Fuck.
1: Jeez Louise.
0: Robert De Niro wins for raging bull. Uh Robert Duvall is nominated for the Great Santini, John Hurt in the Elephant Man, Jack Lemon in Tribute, and Peter O'Toole in The Stunt Man. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't I mean it, it would have to be Mark Camel.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think he belongs yeah. there personally.
0: Yeah. Um Supporting Actor. I mean, let's talk about Harrison Ford here. Yeah. Because Supporting Actor is won by Timothy Hutton in Ordinary People. Other nominees are Judd Hirsch in Ordinary People as well. Have you seen Ordinary People? I have not. It's fine. It's it's bizarre that it got all these these nominations. Uh, and okay. um, Michael O'Keefe uh, nominated for the Great Santini. Michael O'Keefe, if you don't know the name, plays Danny Noonan in Caddyshack. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Joe Pesci in *Raging Bull*, and Jason yep. G- Jason Robards in *Melvin and Howard*.
1: I'm glad Joe Pesci's there. I was a little bit nervous he wasn't going to be. Yeah.
0: So here's the thing. You know me.
1: Yeah.
0: I hate it when there's two nominees for the same movie.
1: All right, let's dump one.
0: Judd Hirsch. You're out. Harrison Ford, you're and
1: in. Before we skip, before we go to the next thing. Joe Pesci does have the best line of the year for Raging Bull when he answers the phone and it's Robert De Niro's character and he doesn't say anything. And Joe Pesci goes, your mother sucks, big fucking elephant dicks.
0: You know, that actually was, you know, was something that they tried uh, Han Solo saying back to Leia after she said that she loved him.
1: (laughs) They we're tried like, cut, they cut, tried a cut, bunch cut, of cut, stuff cut. before
0: they like finally settled on I know. And one of them was Han being like, "Your mother, your mother sucks, sucks big, big, big fucking elephant dicks," and yeah. Kirshner's was like, "I don't know
1: if that one works." He's like, "We'll keep it in the back. We'll keep it in our back pocket for now. Yeah. We'll, let's just try some other." Yeah,
0: I like it. It's an interesting choice, but uh, I think we're gonna <laughs> go with I know. Uh, yeah. So. Now we come to the most important part of the show. And that is when I put 30 seconds on the clock. And Derek, you tell us why The Empire Strikes Back is the greatest movie of all time. Are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go.
1: Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, 1980, Irving Kirshner. Is this one of the greatest, is it the greatest sequel of all time? Is it, does it compare to The Godfather Part Two? Does it compare to The Two Towers? Is it in that conversation? I would say that it certainly is, especially for popularity-wise. Good acting, good storytelling. I think that this is a classic movie and everybody should check it out and check out the whole trilogy. And
0: that is time. Yeah. Now, Derek, I have to ask you a question. I'm ready. Are you ready to go back on your terrible take that Star Wars is only popular because of lightsabers?
1: I do say that if you take away the lightsabers, it loses a lot. I will say that. I mean, because what are they going to fight with? Darth Vader and Luke fight with swords. swords, the lightsabers, lasers, the they, force, but fists. They bring the lightsabers bring more to the movies than than than, than you realize. Everybody they, who's what, what a would of Harry Star Potter Wars, be without wands? That's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, I agree. The wands are, are pretty big, but I, I just feel like some of the characterization in Star Wars is just—it's not as strong as another fantasy or sci-fi elements, like. Let's face it, Han Solo is the best character in the movies. Who's next? There's not a lot of characters Vader. that we really compare. But like, Vader's cool and he's evil but like, he's just evil. We don't oh, really find conflicted. out until later. Oh, he's conflicted, yeah. We find that out later and stuff, definitely. He's not just evil just to be evil. Um, but you know, that's why, like for me, like Game of Thrones was always a bigger thing for me because there was a lot of characters that I could invest my time in. Whereas Star Wars is a little bit more simplified, which is not a bad thing. Sim- simple is good. Well, Star, um, yeah,
0: Star Wars has you know three two plus hour movies, and Game of Thrones had seventy six hours.
1: Yeah. No. I. I. I hey. And they I, fucking botched the
0: ending too. Uh, not that <laughs> yeah, Star yeah. Wars botched the ending. Well, I guess the most recent trilogy they did. Um, yeah, but,
1: but I, yeah. like I said, I, I, I am not I, I am not someone who's sitting here and saying I dislike Star Wars. I just didn't have that growing up thing that maybe I should have had to appreciate the movies. I still watch them. I've seen the Star Wars movies several times. So it's not like I just like one and done it, you know. And I can have a conversation about Star Wars, and I think the lightsabers are badass, and I think that um, I really enjoyed Revenge of the Sith. That was like my favorite movie when it came out. Um, and for somebody who hadn't really watched the originals so often, it, you know, g- give me a pass. But I did think Sith was really, really good. So I, I like them and stuff. So, you know, I'm not retracting what I said because I still believe the lightsabers are a big part of it. That's all. That's all. That's all.
0: That's all. Alright. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode on The Empire Strikes Back. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let's talk about what we have coming up in the next few weeks here uh, sequel month rolls on next week with indiana jones and the last crusade can't yes. wait for that one and then we finish up sequel month with the dark knight now that's going to bring us to the end of may let's put a smile at the end of may indeed do you now let me get let me get into birthday month we get a birthday oh, month now derek as you know when it comes to birthday month, because this is the month of both of our birthdays, you get the first two weeks uncensored, un, uh, you know, unchallengeable picks for the month of June. Yeah. And you have the first two weeks, and I have the second two weeks. Are you ready to reveal one or both of your choices?
1: I will reveal both of mine. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited about these movies. They're two of my favorite movies in the last 10 years that, I, that I've that i seen. Um, but my first one is Jojo Rabbit, which was a complete shock to me and Gia when we saw it. We didn't realize how good it was going to be. I'll leave that up to you, Rick, I know you haven't seen it. Um, and then the one after that is another favorite of mine, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Great characterization, I think. Have you seen that one, Rick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the characters are great in that. I think we'll have a lot of fun doing that one. So I'm excited. And of course, the two that you picked are a little bit different from my two. So
0: the two of mine have a theme. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I can't wait to, uh, till we get a bit closer to reveal. We, I, I, will, I will
1: announce one thing. We will have a guest on one of those episodes. Yeah,
0: that we sure will. We haven't had yep. one yet. I don't, I don't know if it made the the edit of the episode, but uh, our guest did say that he, he would be back for this particular movie. Uh, on the last yep. episode, he was on. It's a returning guest, right? Um, yes. But yeah, can't uh, can't wait for that. Uh, I-, I will say this then-
1: to give you a hint on who the guest is, it'll be a long fucking episode.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then actually, there are five uh, five Thursdays in, in June where we. I think uh, the last Thursday is one that we uh, we both really enjoy. I would say.
1: Um, I have the next one after that being July first is my math wrong
0: um uh, so it's no those sure, ones- right. so i have no you're
1: right you're, yeah. no, you're right i have the dates wrong yep okay so that yep. that would actually be june 30th okay cool yep. so um, that's another guest
0: that's another guest uh first time guest for that one um
1: yeah
0: but yeah so can't wait to uh to share with you the stuff we have coming up speaking of what's coming up derek what do you have going on on the greatest album of all time podcast
1: Yes, I finally released the uh, most recent episode yesterday. Um, That would be to you guys. Actually, I won't even tell you what day that is. Now that you know what, fuck it, I already screwed it up. Uh, The episode we released was uh, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace by Foo Fighters, Uh, their 2007 album. We did it um, in honor of Taylor Hawkins. Um, So we did that. That was a lot of fun. We have not, we decided to not announce future. Albums because just in case we just because you know what, Rick, it's easy to pick a movie and we're like, we just got to sit down for two hours and watch it. And even if you're not into it, you can just throw it on with music. I feel like it's different. If we pick an album, we're like, oh, this is going to just be so much work because we don't want to listen to the album, it sucks. So we, we do this thing now, where we're like, let's pick a few albums that we're into right now. We'll think about it, we'll pick which one we really want to do. But I will just tell you up front, we did pick one. We're doing uh, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. The first Stevie Wonder album that we're doing so far, so that'll be out soon. It's a double album, very long, but <laughs> we're getting through it, so that should be a lot of fun. And um, Rick, I want to coordinate at some point you coming here, if possible. Maybe we can record a few episodes of the movie one, and you can do a music one with me too. Um, but we'll figure that out, of course, as time goes on.
0: Absolutely. All right. So I do want to thank you so much for joining us again today. I uh, hope you join us again coming up for our new stuff and check out the greatest album of all time podcast as well wherever you find find podcasts uh i have always always i i can't i don't know why i'm having trouble with that today i as always have been your beloved jedi master co-host rick Barrasso.
1: and i am always your co-host darth bosky
0: Keep using the force, everyone.